Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Morning Journal, session number 228. <laughs> the music came in mad slow, but that's all right. Thank you for being here. Uh, Morning Journal, we do this every Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, yeah, that's where we start over in the VIP. So the VIP starts at 6. We get warmed up, have a few um, engaging conversations and set the mood. And then we go live on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, um, around 6.30. So around now, if you're joining us live now, thank you for being here. If you don't want to miss out on that bonus content that we offer every day, make sure that you uh, check out the link in your description and in the show notes so that you can join us in the VIP and be a part of the fun over here. A lot of, a lot of cool folks. Um, also, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any other places that we're available as a podcast replay, first of all, thank you. If you stumbled across this episode and wonder what it is, well, hey, you about to find out. Uh, we're going to be uh, interacting with some live, uh, a live audience responding to some prompts to kind of hopefully improve the quality of your day a little bit. That's our goal. So I encourage you, if you enjoy what you see here, make sure that you leave us a rating and review because uh, that really helps us get found. Also, you can find the link to the Morning Journal newsletter right there in the description as well. And I would love to have you joining us there as well. Now, let's talk about our conversation for today. I think one thing, we've been talking about procrastination in the last couple sessions, kind of indirectly, but I want to kind of put a more fine point on it today. So one thing that procrastination steals from us is time. Procrastination steals time. Putting things off and existing in that sort of state of inner rebellion, it robs you of your peace in the moment, and it steals the opportunity that you have to create and produce your best work. So sometimes there's fear of judgment that raises the emotional stakes of the next action that you need to take. Uh, or there's like that battle of should versus don't want to that calls up a resistance that you have and an avoidance that can leave you trapped in like a self-defeating cycle. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And the first prompt goes right to that battle of the should versus I don't want to. So I don't want to blank, but I should. I don't want to blank, but I should. And here's what some of the folks over in the VIP have to say to get us started. Alexa says, I don't want to adult, but I should. I don't want to adult. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Taurus or Us kid. <laughs> I don't want to adult, but I should. J-Man says, I don't want to do burpees. Burpees. <laughs> but I should. Hmm. Noble says, I don't want to do self-care. But I should. I don't want to do self-care. Like, ain't nobody got time for that. We all know where that leads, right? Alberto says, 
There's a whole DM section on Spoon these days, but Alberto says, let me just pull out, pull up real quick. I don't want to ask Bex out over Spoon, but I got to seize the moment. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's where we at. <laughs> All right. Rebecca says, Don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep, but I miss you, babe. And I don't miss it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Shout out to Aerosmith, for sure. So Ocean Starlight says, I don't want to have the tough, needed conversation that I need to put. Clean the bathroom again. Clean the bathroom again. I'm a little bit, hold on. I think you might have amended that. Let me scroll back up in the chat. I don't want to have the tough needed conversations that I need to or to clean the bathroom neither nor <laughs> so there's a couple things that you don't want to do but feel like you should <laughs> afk says the thirst the hunger mm. all right so i think one of the one of the interesting things is that tension that exists between the things that you feel you should do and your desire to actually do the things, that tension that you feel creates a lot of stress and drains your energy. I think just the very word should, the word should itself um, sets up a thing to be rebelled against. So when someone tells you that you should do something, it's like a direct attack against your sense of autonomy. There's stuff that you would do, but as soon as you feel like you should do it, you don't want to do it. <laughs> you should, but you don't even want to do it. Cousin Richard is here from Facebook. It's good to see you this morning. Glad you were able to find us. So, so there are things that are both necessary and wise to do. There are things that are necessary and wise to do. But sometimes the language that we use makes us less likely to engage with it. So Noble says, I don't want to have the important reminder conversation with my illustrator, but I should. It's like everybody's like, drink water, drink water. <laughs> Yeah, stay stay moist. <laughs> oh man. Dos seconds. Stay thirsty, my friend. I don't always drink beer. All right. So I think it's important that we are careful about the language that we use to describe those necessary things. We don't want to set up any unnecessary resistance 
So rather than should, saying that you should do something, you can choose to do it, right? Or not. And you can just prefer doing it to the consequences. I think as long as you recognize that I don't have to like to do this or want to do it, but if I prefer doing it to the consequences of not doing it, then I can choose to do it. And that doesn't have any attack on your autonomy or anything for you to rebel against. It's just a decision that you are making. And that kind of lowers that resistance and that barrier that you might set up with the shoulds. Anything to keep that rebel down. Because I think every time you feel like you are making, you are making decisions of your own will and you are exercising your dignity as a human who can make choices rather than someone who's being imposed upon, I think from an emotional standpoint, it's easier to take that step. So to say that again, um, Rebecca, if there is something that is necessary, that you know you don't have to want to do it, you just need to prefer it to the consequences of not doing it. If you prefer, if you would rather not have the consequences, then you can choose to do the thing that's necessary. And you don't bring should anywhere into the equation. It's just a decision that you're making. So Berlin is here from DT Dub TV. Thank you for joining us this morning, fam. Hope that you are doing well. So I know it seems like a fine, just like a, just shifting around a few words to say the same thing, but it really makes a big difference. It makes a big difference in how you feel when you approach the things that you normally avoid. So Snake Guy, Looney, thank you so much for being here. I don't want to blank, but I should. We're challenging sort of that frame of, especially when it comes to things that you've been procrastinating on, you know, attack it at the level of language and see where we get that way, you know? All right, if we're ready, you can go ahead and drop a heart in the chat. I know, you know, some of these are, they might get a little, a little toe-steppy, toe, toe but hopefully it'll be valuable for you. So if you're ready to go to the next one, just drop a heart and we'll pull up that next prompt for you. Hi, Farah. Welcome in. It's good to see you. So I'm going to go ahead and bring the next prompt up for us. And um, if anything comes in in the meantime, we'll catch that before we get to the next one. Valerice is back. Welcome back, Kay Valerice. All right.
let's reset the request box. The question is, what's on your not to do list? What's on your not to do list? Let's reset things real quick. I think that we all are going to make mistakes, right? That's kind of part of the experience of being human. And we're going to repeat some, repeat some mistakes. All right, our boat is about to go. All right. Yeah, hit me up when you get in town, fam. Sure. Um, so you're going to make mistakes and you're going to repeat some mistakes until the lessons are internalized. Reflecting and recognizing the patterns is a good start. When you see that you, oh, here I go again. I'm, this is me doing what I do. It's good to recognize that. But sometimes that's not enough to keep yourself from doing it again. It's like the first step. But once you recognize that something needs to stop, then a lot of times you need to kind of come up with an alternative, a different thing to do instead that is more in align with where you want to be. So, but we're going to start with the first step, like, okay, let me stop this. I don't need to do this no more. On your not to do list, cease and desist. J-Man says, online dating. <laughs> Said, I don't, that's on my not to do list. I ain't doing that. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. I don't know. That seems like that comes from um, some experience. So, Mez says, I will not eat more gummy bears. Mez is they're chomping down I think I feel like Mez has this thing where Mez likes to overdo gets caught overdoing it sometimes it's Reese's Cups sometimes it's gummy bears sometimes it's tea I think so Ocean Starlight says I will not turn into a scary Charmander lose my temper or yell at those I love I will walk go for a walk and bake and make a bake a phone call instead mmm <laughs> yum yum delicious phone calls phone calls and milk <laughs> yeah, have an alternative. All right, you're not going to fly off the handle. You're just going to walk and call someone. No, Ocean Starlight, it's much more fun that way. <laughs> it's much more it's much more fun, fun to uh let autocorrect ruin our lives. It ruins my life daily. Plus, I'm, I'm known for missing, skipping words, 
because when I'm reading it in my mind, I know what I'm trying to say. So I fill in the blanks for everybody else. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. All right. Alexis says, I need to practice disconnecting from my negative emotions because I cannot afford to lose my brand new job by popping off at some rando who throws their drama at me. Unless it's going to pop off. Yeah. Don't pop off. That's on my not to do list. Don't pop off at a rando. I don't know, for some people, popping off at randos is like their favorite pastime. It's like a sport. <laughs> Man says, I tell myself not to pop off on close people. And I think that's what Ocean Starlight is concerned about as well, popping off on people that are close to you. Somebody, somebody come get Alexis. <laughs> Alexis is at it again. Yeah. You pop off, I pop back. That's the rule. Mims the rules, baby. Maybe you need a pop it, a pop it fidget, or maybe, <laughs> maybe you. <clears throat> I don't know. Y'all remember that that uh, that little toy called the bop it, where it just gives you like a different, a bunch of different, a pattern of physical actions. You like twist it, bop it, <laughs> pull it. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> All right. For me, my not to do list includes letting go of negativity and not letting my demons get to me. I am normally very adaptable and agreeable and fun to be around. You asked. So, hmm. So, are you going to not let go of your negativity? Yeah, it's it's kind of weird with the double negative, but I get it. I get it. <laughs> Somebody says <laughs> I will not raise up the subscription um, money for my OnlyFans. It's me, Jehovah. <laughs> Yo, you you did anonymous and then you say who you were. It's like by the way. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I guess it could be uh it could be an imposter. There's a little bit of deniability in there. 
I, I feel like that might be an imposter because I haven't seen I haven't seen Britt really put anything in the chat, so somebody might might be playing. Yeah, you gotta. It is. It's tricky to find the. Um, I guess they say what the mark you charge what the market will bear. <laughs> you gotta find like the optimum price, right? You don't want to be too low price because you don't want to be like oh this is trash, but you can't price yourself out of the market. So gotta find that balance. So here we go. If we are ready, go ahead and drop me a heart in the chat and we can get ready to go to the next prompt. So I think one of the biggest things that leads to procrastination is like a lack of clarity and a feeling of being overwhelmed. Um, sometimes you're working on like large projects or things that are long term on ongoing and it feels like you're going to never be done. So it's like a mountain sitting in front of you. And, you know, that's too much to kind of take in. And then you can add on top of that your perfectionism, the fear of judgment, um, and it can make it really just difficult to face things. So I was reading yesterday um, from uh, Leo Babauta. He's a, a writer for a blog called Zen Habits. And uh, the point he was making was, no matter how large the mountain of tasks is, the only one that you really have to focus on is the next one, the one, the one thing. That's all you have to face is the next thing that you can do. And it's not, you know, if there's something that can't be completed in one swoop that you know that it's going to be a long process, it's important to check, set up checkpoints and to set up stopping points that kind of can fit into a day-type container, right? Um, so that you can recognize this is, this is what meaningful progress looks like today. And that is something that is... Um, attainable and something that you can be consistently achieving over time because the biggest thing is to be able to stay in the game. So think about that daytight container and what does done or complete or complete for today look like? Not you know, it's important to like know what the ultimate vision is, but what does the vision of today look like? So let me open up the request box. What does that look like for you? 
Ocean Starlight says, is you narrating my story and inner parts of my heart today? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess there's a reason why you're here, right? Today, a reason why today was a day that you had the opportunity and time to join us. I'm glad that you feel like you're taking something from this. For sure. I'm taking a couple moments to breathe. So while we are considering this, it's probably a good time to remind everyone. For those who are listening, you might have popped in late, um, listening on other platforms. Let you know what's going on here. I know you might see it on the stream, uh, on the screen, but Morning Journal is a show we do every Monday through Friday. 6 a.m. Eastern Time is where it starts, specifically in the VIP. So if you look into the description of where you're listening or watching now, you can find links to all the stuff. Most importantly, I would love it if you would find a link to our newsletter. Um, the Morning Journal newsletter is available where you can get some of the prompts that we talk about during the session and some of the commentary that goes along with those prompts and just reflect on your own and think about these things. It's nice to have little reminders that you can quickly go to and sort of reorient your mindset for today or for the moment. So I encourage you, it's free. Subscribe and get that pop in. Um, also, thanks again for if you made it to the midway, the midway point, the midway point on Spotify and Apple. Go ahead and leave us that rating and review. You know, yeah, I, I would love that, and I appreciate you for spending time with me. So, with that, let's go to the request box, to the answers that have been provided by folks here on Spoon and the VIP. J-Man says that my journey being done means I can't even walk anymore. Done for the day is third workout and my muscles are on fire. <laughs> J-Man says, I, if I can walk, I got more reps to do. <laughs> he on that three a day. You got, you got a lot. Um, that's a lot, J-Man. I hope you've um, ramped up to that in a healthy way and that you can keep it rolling for sure. So Alexis says today there's a PT appointment, some gaming, writing pen pals. I got a little side hustle popping off and getting ready for tomorrow. Plus, time with Noble and Harley. I know you had that parenthetical legal behind, beside the side hustle. Hey, you know, whatever, yo. <laughs> sure, sure, sure it's legal. I mean, you know, and if it's not, I mean, ain't no judgment here. So Noble says, Done for now. Looks like at least one room's deck for race for the kitchen. If I manage to get more than one deck complete, then it's bonus treasures. Yeah. Setting yourself up to win by having those attainable, progressively 
And, you know, they can be become progressively more challenging as you get better, as you grow. So Alexa says, let me clarify. We're just doing some surveys, going to get paid to do a little research, you know, get a little cash. I'm not out here doing nothing illicit. It's like, no, it's not, it's not illegal. It might be a little extra legal, <laughs> you know? So Ocean Starlight says, done for today is not paying attention to the to-do list other than three important key points. Dinner, we'll be watching the sunset with family. This doesn't happen often. I'm looking forward to the experience. So honing down on just those three key things, because you're not gonna get to all that other stuff anyway. There's no need to bog down your mind with things that you know you don't have the space for. It's there, it's captured. So you're just gonna focus on that three. All right, Tim says, but in finishing both jobs, not fully drained, complete taxes and eat healthy through the day. That's what done looks like. Man, that's a lot. I'll do both these jobs and do my taxes. <laughs> just something slight, just something slight. Hi, Emma, welcome in. It's good to see you this morning. So we're talking about what we can um, realistically fit into that daytight container, the magic 24 that Noble always talks about. Having something that we can um, having the major things that we're working on broken down in such a way that we can measure and recognize what the meaningful process, progress for today might be. So that we can do that and then move on and move up. Goddess of words, good morning. Thank you for being here. Glad you made it. So Rebecca says, done for today is taking my drug test for my new job. Then coming home to pack for the weekend for my weekend trip. Okay. Okay. Hey yo, Rebecca, you good? <laughs> hey yo, you gotta take that test. You ain't cloudy, is you? You ain't cloudy. So you're going to take that test and then you can go smoke. Goddess, J-Man, thank you so much for the likes, folks. I appreciate them. All right. All right. So, yeah, done for today. And that's enough, right? Because that's what you have. That's where you can operate. You have that. Um, one of the things that sparks that tendency to procrastinate is that sense of overwhelm at the enormity of what's in front of you. So 
setting up those checkpoints is really important. All right, are we are we ready to go to the next prompt? Go ahead and drop a heart in the chat if we are. We are breathing. We are sipping tea. And we're ready to go. Rebecca's good. I don't know. Rebecca's like, I'm good. <laughs> oh, man. So, Rebecca, it's, it's interesting. Sometimes they will test you to take the job, but then once you got the job, they don't test you no more. Like, what's the story there? <laughs> All right. Here's one. Here's a counterintuitive one, if you will. So, what would happen if you slowed down? What would happen if you slowed down? I guess the obvious answer to a question like that would be that you would get less done. If you slow down, you might get less done. So, La Vampira just came by to drop a like. Okay, I appreciate it. So it seems obvious if you slow down, you won't be able to get as much done. But it's worth thinking about. Is there a way that getting less done would actually be a good thing? Could it be that getting less done would be a good thing? It could, could be the case that moving at a more deliberate pace, it actually increases the quality and effectiveness of the things that you actually do. Um, and it would also make you more discerning about what you bring onto your plate because you recognize that how much time is actually is required. I think sometimes we feel like we need to rush because you don't have time. But the fact is time, it kind of like you shape time by your pace. You can kind of bend time by the pace that you're going. Your sense that time is moving is really relative. So if your goal is to be like prolific over the long haul, and not just to be busy, then it could be the case that slowing down is, is really the, the strategy to make that happen because you have to be able to sustain your pace and keep going. And I think as your skills improve, the pace that you consider to be slow now will be faster than you can go. You know, just because you get better, you become, um, it requires less effort and you can move slow and outpace everybody um, with, you know, with ease. So, yeah, let's open up the request box. What do you, what would happen if you slowed down? So Tree is here. Welcome in Tree. Gonna jump in that shower real quick. We gotta jump in that shower. Welcome back, AFK. Welcome in, Manatee. What would happen if you slowed down?
Good morning, Zion. It's good to see you. So we got Tree in the shower. Do we have Emma in the shower as well as everybody? Getting so fresh and so clean, clean this morning. What would happen if you slowed down? I think one of the things that happens as you become more skillful is that a lot of the friction that comes from your self-doubt and the inner rebellion, it kind of dissipates with the confidence that you have in how skillful you have become. So J-Man says, ironically, I'm living at a at uh, that slow pace. My journey is a marathon, not a sprint. I say it only because there's so much more I could be doing. Yeah, you could be doing it, but why? Why? Zaya, thank you so much for those roses. I love those roses floating up. I really appreciate that. Noble says, you know more than you let on, G. Hmm, maybe. Trees, all right, Trees about to send a flood of folks over to the YouTube to see what see what your boy's rocking today. Let me make sure I sit up straight because I know how y'all like to do pop over here and don't say nothing. <laughs> so y'all can drop some green hearts in the chat. Uh, the chat, Rita is here. The question, what would happen if you slowed down? That's what we're working with right now. So Noble says, if I were to slow down, I would be able to zero in and enhance the quality of the day's adventure and see the minute treasures hidden from going ultra fast. That makes sense. Slow down and you notice. Slow down and you get to notice. And sometimes the things that we notice when we slow down they save us so much work and effort because a lot of times um, the things that we are doing, trying to figure out, the answer's there if you just are able to notice it. All right. Ocean Starlight says, I know that I function better. Having a simple way of living and flowing like water is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, flow, flow like water. 
So Tim says, I'm already moving slowly. If I went any slower, I'd gain weight and lose some money. It's grind time and I'm a little behind. I hear you. I mean, there is the appropriate pace. I mean, it's always relative. We don't know how slow you're going. But just recognizing that you have to have sort of an internal pace setting mechanism and not necessarily be pulled by all the things that are around you compelling you to keep pace. Captain Falcom, welcome in. It's good to see you again. Noble says, if you slow down, you can evade the negative and the drama that you might run into at a faster pace. I can dig it. So Richard says, if you slow down, you can see what you're doing and then you don't have to do it twice. That's right. If you slow down, you can pay attention to what you're doing and then you ain't got to do it, do it twice. Trees like I'm I'm with Tim. I'm 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 a little bit behind. All right, here we go. Alexis says that if I slow down, I could be more mindful of both external situations and stimuli as well as what I am feeling, perceiving, and processing. Just a higher state of awareness can emerge if you slow down. I think that we um, had that statement that slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So you just kind of move different, move better. I remember the thing that kind of stands out to me is your perception of how fast you are going isn't doesn't have anything to do with um, like how much ground you're covering or how much how many things you're doing your perception is really just kind of of your pace it is really about the effort that you're putting in if you are just busy and worn out, you have the perception that you're going fast, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're making progress. You know? So. Wise steps outpace kind of hurried ones in all the time. But it's it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing because we if we are comparing ourselves to other people. If we're trying to compare our journey to other people's journey, the sense at which you are behind is compared to who and compared to what. And does seeing things that way help you um, proceed the next step and take it with resolution? I guess that's a question to consider, right? All right. So if we are ready, we can get ready to go to the next prompt. 
drop me a heart in the chat and we can get ready to do that. This prompt, at the risk of sounding kind of snobby and pretentious, we're talking about craft. Anytime you, anytime you have a, uh, I see an interview and someone is kind of opining and going on about the craft of what it is that they're doing. Oh, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. But I think that if we break it down and really understand what that means, like what a craft is, I think. What it breaks down to is just a process that is uh, it's a process driven approach rather than an outcome focused approach. Of course, you recognize the outcome that you're going for, but your commitment is to each step. There is a care and deliberation in each step that you're giving attention and time, uh, whatever time it requires to kind of adhere to the framework and the process that you're working with. So within a craft, you know, the, it's not going to give you perfect results, right? Because you're human. Results are not guaranteed, but it's the imperfections that kind of make the work special. The gift is in the imperfections. It, it's evidence that it came from someone's hand. So I think if a process has been tested enough, at least to give you a good starting point, and give you a way to find the next step, then that's a craft and you can continue to refine it. So, so think about the things that you do, the things that you create, the way that you live. Um, where does craft fit? Is there anything that you are doing where you're giving that level of care and attention and intention and letting it take what it takes where you're not rushing to get to the end where you're not popping it in the microwave to try to hurry up and get there? Is there anything like that that you're working on? Or are there any areas of your life where you are taking that approach where it's worthwhile to just get lost in and really fully embody what it takes to do the thing that's in front of you? So where does, where does that fit for you? How does that fit for you? Noble says, craft is or can be evolvable. Yeah, processes evolved. I think that a lot of times we're looking for proven solutions or proven approaches, but what we want is an improving approach. So Richard brought a really interesting insight. He says, if something is behind you, then you passed it. If it's behind you, then you passed it. Keep looking forward, keep looking forward. Ain't no need to look back at it. <laughs> I know sometimes, sometimes you want somebody to look back at it, but don't, don't look back at it, it's behind you. All right. 
J-Man says, I'm a man of many talents. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm a man of many talents, but the only craft I can claim is being myself, and it's in everything I do. So J-Man says, everything I do has J-Man written all over it. So you can, yeah, it's like a signature that you put on everything that you touch that lets people know that it comes from you. Your unique voice. I think we go a long, you know, it, it takes us a long time to find our unique voice and to kind of Put our unique voice into the things that we create to have our unique voice come through in the things that we write the things that we paint the things that we build the ways that we connect there's an experience that people have that's unique to us when we are being ourselves and being intentional about checking in and noticing checking in and noticing so Noble Ancient says that craft is artistic creation and evolution, and it fits into literally every aspect of work and living for me. I am a crafter and a creator. I design, create, update, and entertain. Yeah. It's, a, it's an approach, right? It's an approach. And it can be applied to anything. And I think that the thing about that is it forces or it doesn't force, but it requires of it requires you to have a different relationship with time because you recognize that there is a time inherent to the task that you are not interested in violating. You take your time because that's the time that it takes. You know, if you're baking, if you're baking a, a, a baking a pie in the oven, it takes the time that it takes to get done. If you turn up the heat, all you're gonna do is burn it. It's still not gonna be done. So you have a different relationship with time. You allow the time that's inherent to the task be sufficient and you don't rebel against it. And that's like, you know, it's kind of a different way of being. And it can be a little bit challenging for people who are rushed and want to rush you. But I think that the results of it speaks for itself over time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very peaceful place to be operating in that space. If you can shut out all the noise and just do what you're doing and all the drama around um, what's gonna happen next, you don't, you know? Yeah, leave that alone and just be with what you're doing. And it's going to be all right. Noble says each person has a signature style, a signature detail, a several and several truthful signatures. Crafting is the process and the process creates progress and something new. Yeah. So, Ocean Starlight says therapeutic arts collages pop-up books creative journals lots of sticker art jewelry creations editing photos and videos continuing to learn and grow through different learning curves 
So you have integrated into your life all types of creative endeavors that bring you into that mindset of craft. Yeah, that's a, that's um yeah, that's an alternative. That's a that's an alternative that we have at our disposal to kind of approach life that way. I mean, it's a choice. It's a strong choice. But if you make it, you know, it might be worth taking a look and see how it feels to be on that side of things, at least in some area. So Gummy is here. Welcome in, Gummy. Where does craft fit into the way you are working and living? So AFK says resilience is a craft for me. Every situation makes me more withstanding. Every day I'm learning to be more patient, more kind, more loving, bring more just to be. Yeah, every situation, the way that you dance and parry and embrace and engage with everything that comes at you. It's definitely in a mindset, right? Alexa says, craft is in everything I do. I am a natural storyteller, writer, poet, artist, linguist. I see beauty in everything because I never gave up seeing things with the wonder of a tourist, of a child. eyes so real quick once once again with correction afk says being more just to be learning to be more just to be all right so that's an alternative of course we have our choices we have you know we can decide how we want to show up but just know that you don't have to follow um, the pace of the people and things around you. Your relationship with time is dictated by your pace. You shape that. If you slow down, you feel like you might be left behind. But sometimes when you slow down, everything else slows down with you. That matters. And before you know it, you found your way to where you wanted to be sooner than you would have gotten there before. It's magic. It's, it's, it's almost like magic if you are brave enough to try it. So, I think it's a good time now. We can do a quick recap and, and kind of go over, bring everybody up to speed. Uh, I'm going to set, uh, reset the 
request box and bring up all of the prompts that we've covered thus far to give you an opportunity to answer any ones that you might have missed or say more. Ocean Starlight has been here. Thank you so much. Um, uh, thank you for being here and for your contribution to the conversation and your support of the stream. I really appreciate you. So yeah, let's go back and let's let's recap real quick. I'll reset the request box again. You can add any, answer any prompt that you want or say more about any prompt that we've gone over so far. So we started the conversation talking about the battle between um, want to and should. Those things that um, the things that we feel are important, necessary, required obligations, they may be wise to do, but sometimes the language that we use when we address those things make it more difficult for us to actually approach them. So how do you challenge that battle between want to and should? Maybe you can do it by using different words replacing that should with choose saying things in a way that don't that doesn't raise up that inner rebel and make you resist it you can just prefer to do it over the consequences of not doing it and you might find that you have a less re emotional reaction and less resistance to getting started That word should is so loaded for, for, for us, I think, you know? I think it sets up a, a negative, like it's a trigger for kind of self-doubt and depression and all the things that, the ways that we beat ourselves up starts with should. So if we can find another way to be in relation to the choices that we're making and the consequences that we are creating it might just make it a little bit easier to start sometimes. And if you can start and keep starting rather than spiraling, then the, the finishing will take care of itself if you can just keep starting. So so we, we went from there to talking about the not to do list. Uh, I think that we have made plenty of mistakes and I'm gonna keep making mistakes, that's fine. Sometimes we repeat mistakes but that repetition is what kills so much of our time it's worthwhile to note okay i've done this before let's bring it to my awareness i'm not going to do this instead i'll do this you know so what's on your not to do list then we went to talking about looking at ways to make the tasks, the mountain of tasks, the many, many things that we um, have committed to do, how to make it more approachable, like find a way to understand what done for today looks like. Even if you can't get the whole thing done, even if it's a long term project that's going to take a long time to finish in many days, what is a good checkpoint so you can say, OK, for today, for now, this is enough. This is meaningful progress. This gives me a path forward so that tomorrow 
I can do it again. And before you know it, you know, I'm prolific. I'm able to accomplish more with less effort. I've created leverage through my ability to kind of shape my environment through my will. It's, it's you know, it's, it's a magical thing just to be able to make things happen. And you build that momentum and confidence by step by step. It's not all in one leap. So just being committed to that process and doing just what you need to do for today. Then we talked about slowing down. It could be a scary thing to slow down when you feel like you're already behind. But it could be the route that you're traveling, no matter how fast you go, you'll never get there. You have to at least slow down enough to see the signs, right? And to know that you're on the right course. And sometimes the path to get where you want to go is a lot shorter than you think when you can see clearly, when it's not all a blur of reaction. So one thing that happens when you slow down is you might get less done, but that might result in better things getting done, the right things getting done, right? So a lot of different things can happen if you slow down. It's worth asking that question. And finally, we went into a conversation about craft and approach to doing things that is process driven rather than outcome driven. A, a care, a deliberation, and a commitment to improving and growing and making something that's unique and uniquely you. Um, we live in a manufactured environment. There are a lot of things that are kind of cold and neutral and artless. They might work and function beautifully, but they don't have any soul. <laughs> So craft is how you invest soul into what you do. And where does that show up for you in your work? And where does that show up in the things that you create? Is there a way that you can invest the mindset of craft in your life? So that's been the conversation for today. I'm glad that you were here for it. If you're watching and listening on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, Thank you. I'm glad that you are here. If you're watching the replay, make sure that you subscribe and follow wherever you are. And specifically, if you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other audio platform, make sure that you leave us a rating and review if this is something that you think you want to re return to and you want others to find because that is truly helpful. Finally, last but not least, thank you uh, for everyone who's subscribed to the Morning Journal newsletter. If you haven't done that already, go ahead on and hit the link in the description and, and subscribe for free. You can get prompts like this delivered directly to your inbox. It's a quick and easy way, a short read that can give you something to think about for today. Um, if you want to start a journaling habit, these questions can give you something beyond a blank page to get you started. And maybe that reflection is a way that you can grow. So we have about... 30 minutes or so left in the stream that's going to be exclusive to the VIPs. So if you're listening on another platform, I'll say so long for now. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Um, and I hope that you have a wonderful day.